This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Because I want to go to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett, our resident vet, joins me. Good afternoon, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And let's get straight into questions. This is a kind of a topical one because there's so many wasps around at the moment. Eileen has been on to say her Labrador, nine-year-old Labrador, keeps chasing wasps. And yesterday ate one and ended up getting stung. Now, she's okay, but she's still chasing them, even though she did get stung. Any advice, please? Yeah, this is a really difficult situation. The wasps are all over the place at the moment. I'm even seeing it myself outside the clinic. I'm being chased around the car park by the wasps myself. Um, it is a bit of a hazard and it is a very difficult thing to stop them Stop them chasing them. Obviously, they're this little flying object that's great fun to run after um, and is generally innocuous so they never get hurt. Now, the odd time when they do get a sting, like ourselves, sometimes wasp stings can just be a little bit painful and not cause us much bother. But for some of us, if we're allergic to them, wasp stings can be really, really problematic. So occasionally with dogs, the most common thing we would see is that they're stung on their face somewhere and we might get quite a a marked swelling. So swelling around the muzzle, inside in the mouth, around the eyes. Sometimes it can really be quite a a dramatic, a dramatic swelling of the head. But more worrisome than that is if they're if they're stung within the mouth, sometimes it can cause a big swelling there. And I suppose worst case scenario, if they are allergic to the the wasp or the bee sting, it can cause problems with breathing if there is swelling around the throat. And that's what we're always looking out for. So if you if you have a a wasp sting incident and you notice any swelling or discomfort on the part of your pet, it's best to call your vet. One of the first questions that will probably ask you is, is your pet having any trouble breathing? Do they look like they're struggling to breathe? And if the answer is even yes, slightly, it's really best to bring them into your vet ASAP. There are a number of drugs that we can give to counteract the swelling if it is severe enough. And that ranges just from a little anti-inflammatory if the swelling is quite painful, right up to um, drugs that we would give in emergency situations to open up the airways if they were having trouble breathing. As regards tips to get them to stop chasing, it's really limited. I think just try, if there are a lot of wasps around certain areas of your house or areas that you go to, try and avoid them for the meantime. This really is that time of year where all of the wasps are coming out for the next, let's say, two to three weeks. Um, so it is really the, the hot time of the year for these kind of incidents from a clinical point of view that we would see. Um, but once the winter months roll in, that will all They'll settle down. They'll so I gone. think just restricting access is best. OK, I have a seven year old Shih Tzu, says a listener. I got her groomed very tightly a few months ago. So far, the hair hasn't grown back on her sides. What would be causing that? 
Okay, interesting. What, what age did you say this, this little dog was, Patricia? Seven. Seven. Okay. So that opens up a few possibilities here. So sometimes we see that pets will have very slow hair growth at certain times of the year, particularly in the summer. But if it is just on the sides that you're noticing that the hair growth is a lot slower and she was clipped quite tightly before and a few months have passed, then what I would say is I would think that this would warrant a little bit of investigation from your vet. So although it may not be hair loss, very slow growth or thin growing hair symmetrically on the flanks, so the bit behind the ribcage on the belly, is classic for some kind of hormonal diseases that we see in dogs, particularly an underactive thyroid and overactive stress hormone. So um, Cushing's disease is what we call it. Now these are perfectly manageable conditions. And the really important thing is, if those tests come back negative, you can rest assured that it's probably just normal variation in the growth of your dog's hair coat. But if they come back positive and your vet catches these, these diseases really early with only a very slight um, indication that there might be any problem just through the slow or patchy hair regrowth, then it means that we can intervene with medications to tackle those problems before your dog even begins to, let's say, feel any of the effects of the, an underactive thyroid or overactive stress hormone. So this is one that it's really, really good to notice subtle things like this and flag them with your vet. Um, and it might be particularly in a middle-aged to senior dog that it would be worth investigating that change a little bit more. Uh, Tony says, uh, hi, question for Jane, please. Do male rabbits get frisky with other male rabbits? The reason I ask is I bought one about four weeks ago to have company for an existing rabbit. But every night, the younger rabbit is getting very frisky with the older male rabbit. Is this a common occurrence? (laughs) Mm. I'll be the first to put my hands up and say that rabbits are not my area of expertise. Okay. (laughs) But yes, I believe they can. I suppose friskiness can occur, but particularly, let's say, in unneutered males, a certain amount of dominance and, let's say, fighting over territory, particularly if there might be any other ladies nearby, can occur. So it is something that is a a bit of a safety concern. Um, If it is purely just friskiness, they might just be playing and and that might be that and it might not cause any harm. But rabbits, really, when when they, let's say, um, are feeling a little bit aggressive, they can be very powerful. So it is really important now that you've introduced a new rabbit into the hutch that you just monitor them very careful, carefully for signs of aggression and separate them if there's any concern. It may be worth discussing the situation with your vet um, in a little bit more detail to see if castration of the rabbit would be appropriate um, to kind of settle down the behavioural situation. But I think this is a little situation that requires maybe a, a little bit more detail to flesh out what would be the yeah, best and it, it, it could just be age as well. A younger, you know, it'll grow out of it more than, more than anything. Yeah. Um, hi, uh, Jane. My three-year-old cat has been toilet trained since she was a kitten, but lately she cries until we physically lift her up and put her into the litter train herself. She holds on to it. Why is she doing this until we take her to the toilet? Thanking you, says Lisa, won't go herself, has to be lifted in and then we'll go. Mm, This is a really interesting one and it makes me worry if there has been some change um, either with the litter tray itself. So if the litter tray has been the same for all of, let's say, the last three years with that little cat, then it's unlikely that they've for some reason become afraid of the litter tray or adverse to it. But if there has been a recent change in the litter tray or even the type of litter you're using, that's the first thing that I'd wonder if that's a trigger that they just don't like the area. But if everything has stayed the same and they've become very reluctant to go and pee in their normal spot, it is worth doing um, 
a urine sample essentially to check whether there's any signs of infection or inflammation in the urine because sometimes cats become a little bit reluctant to follow the normal peeing habits if it's a little bit sore when they pee which anybody who's had any urinary tract infection will tell you that peeing can be quite uncomfortable when that occurs so it's really important to screen for that with a urine sample in cats it's actually it's much easier than it sounds to get a urine sample there are little um, silicon beads that you can get from your vet that you use instead of your cat litter that don't allow the urine to be soaked up so that you can collect a nice clean sample from the litter tray to pop into your vet as a urine sample but it's also the kind of problem that i would suggest warrants a full health check from your vet so pop into your vet flag your concerns with them they'll do a full physical exam and most likely they'll suggest doing a urine sample at that point to just check out whether there's any reason or for discomfort or change in urination behavior but it's definitely really good to notice those subtle signs um, but this this does warrant because that is a normal behavior and then susan susan has an ongoing problem her kitten sleeps all day and then is up all night is there anything that susan can do to reverse it not really. <laughs> it's, like a tod- um, it's like a toddler, isn't it, turning night into it day? Is. A little bit. And I think a lot of the time, um, particularly kind of young, active cats during the summertime, all of their fun playtime, particularly if they're allowed to go outside at night, they can hunt and catch little creatures and it's great fun for them. So they might be, you know, out out hunting, playing around outside with all of the small creatures all night, be absolutely knackered and come in to snooze all day. Um, it is very difficult to break that habit. But the one thing I would say is normally, let's say largely nocturnal animals that would like to, let's say domesticated nocturnal animals like a cat that just switches their day for nighttime, that tends to settle down when the winter rocks in because they won't want to be outside in the cold in the evenings. Um, also, the amount of little creatures around that they might be hunting will be somewhat reduced in their availability. So you may find with the change in the seasons that things revert back to normal. OK, and very finally, my Jack Russell is coating around the house. Anything for us, please? Uh, coating? Is this, I wonder whether this is hair loss I would or say, would it be scooting? Yeah, I know, I would say shedding. I would say shedding the coat. Shedding. Yeah. Oh, I think um, the best thing to do is just make sure you don't notice any itch or scratch from your pet. If you do notice an itch or scratch and that's causing hair loss, that definitely needs a trip to the vet. But if it is just normal routine hair loss, making sure that you're getting them groomed re- regularly, but also brushing the hair out to allow it to, the skin to exfoliate and the hair to come away in a more controlled manner is a really helpful thing because then the hair goes on the brush and into yeah, the bin keep rather than on your sofa. Keep grooming. Yeah, keep OK, grooming. listen, thanks for that, Jane. Have a good week. We'll chat again next week. Uh, good afternoon to you. That's uh, Jane Pickett of the Eilishwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street uh, Veterinary uh, Group. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.